Okay, this week's episode of Wrestling Fans Insight uh, is just me and Carlos. John and William are out with COVID, uh, wishing them a speedy recovery. Uh, as usual, we're going to go over the week's episodes of, of Raw and NXT and SmackDown and then AEW Dynamite and Rampage. Uh, Carlos, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm doing good. Been working a lot lately, but I just I want to wish a speedy recovery to both John and uh, William. Hope you guys are feeling better and hope to have you guys back next week. It's been an interesting week for wrestling, that's for sure. Slim <laughs> uh, Pickens for me. <laughs> well, just I mean, for me, it was all it was more about all the news going on. You know, I know we just cover AEW and WWE, but also just uh, NWA and that whole controversy. And then their 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 new champion last night. It's been it's been an interesting week for wrestling in general. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I didn't like them too much. Like it's like um just too many video packages. Like I was telling you, earlier, too many video packages, too many backstage statements, and too many um promos. But okay, let's go ahead with the results of Raw. Okay, we had the Usos and Solo versus the New Day. Uh, the Usos and Solo won. Then we had Baron Corbin, Corbin versus Cedric Alexander. Baron Corbin wins. Otis versus Elias, and I cannot speak today. <laughs> Otis wins. Austin Theory versus Shelton Benjamin. Austin Theory wins. The Miz versus versus Johnny Gargano. The Miz wins. Nikki Cross versus Dana Brooke, which was really not even a match for the twenty seven championship. Um, uh, twenty four seven championship. Nikki Cross wins. Uh, let's see. What did you think overall? And then we had the, didn't you have the last match too, right? Don't forget the last match. <laughs> oh, good Lord. I left that one up. I wouldn't even want to that one. I wouldn't want to that one. That one was stupid. That, that wasn't even a match. I was going to save that for another totally different segment because I didn't, because that was really dumb. Like, <laughs> What kind of person cashes in their money in the bank on a open challenge? Well, to, to finish it off, so the last match of the night, we saw we saw Seth freaking Rollins defeat Austin Theory in, I guess, what was supposed to be originally USA U.S. title match opening, but turned into a cash in for the money in the bank for the U.S. title. Which again, we'll we'll talk about that more. So, did you want to cover the rest of of the WWE results, or you want to just talk about Raw first? What do you want to do? Uh, just cover the rest of the results right sure. now, and we'll so, so, let's do that. All right, sounds good. Okay. Okay, NXT, we have Joe Gacy versus Cameron Grimes. Uh, Joe Gacy gets the win. Saul Ruka versus Electra Lopez. Electra Lopez gets the win. We have Charlie Dempsey versus Andre Chase. Uh, Charlie Dempsey gets the win because Duke Hudson was throwing in the towel, whatever that was about. <laughs> um, lazy booking, lazy booking. And that's the theme yeah. of today, lazy booking. Uh, we have Hank Walker versus Dax. Dax wins. Uh, J.D. McDonough versus Axiom. J.D. McDonough wins due to referee stoppage. We have Brutus Creed versus Damon Kipp. It was supposed to be a five-minute match, which ended up in a disqualification because mm-hmm. Brutus got disqualified. Then we have Nikita Lyons 
and Zoe Stark versus Kane and Carter and Katana Chance Kane. for the NXT Tag Championship. Carter and Chance win, and then we see Zoe turn on Nikita. Okay, then we have SmackDown, uh, the Usos versus the New Day for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. The Usos retain, and then Shinsuke Nakamura versus Santos Escobar uh, for the first round of the SmackDown World Cup. Santo, Santos advances. Then we have a six-pack challenge for number one contender for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And it, it have Liv Morgan, Sonya Deville, Lacey Evans, Shotzi, Zaya Lee, and Raquel Rodriguez. Shotzi wins that one. And then we have Ron Strowman uh, versus Jinder Mahal for another first-round match. I guess we'll start with Raw. So, um, the opening segment I thought was really great. Again, it was until you said, like, so Riddle ruined it. My thing for me about Riddle is I get it, dude. You like to smoke weed, you know? So it's like, I'm like, I'm over it. I'm over, like, the little cheesy weed weed, weed references. Um, I'm over, I just, again, for me, it's just, it's very exotic. It's like, I get it, dude. We get it. You like to smoke weed. Like, to me, it's like the jokes are just coming off lame and stupid. And he just, to me, he's, like, killing the segment. Like, I need something else done with him. I either need him to turn heel or he's seem to go back to being more of a badass. I know they're waiting for Randy to turn heel, but maybe it's just time that Riddle turns heel, especially with Owens and... And, um, and, you know, Seth Rollins both being faces, you know, maybe you can just go back to being a heel. Cause I just, it's not doing anything for me at all. Um, I did think that was a good win for solo to get the single win over Rollins, especially considering, um, that he had just, he had just, um, paper, just had made event a pay-per-view with Rollins, you know, um, extreme rules. So I thought that was a good win for him. Um, again, JBL, it is what it is. I feel like with I feel and I like Baron Corbin. I'm probably one of the few that does, but I feel it's like with I feel like him. He's 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 like the heel version of of of, uh, of Matt Riddle right now. He just comes out. I'm just like Ugh. the the open challenge thing again was just to me it was lazy booking. Um, you know, it was just kind of like okay, so we got to have OC, we got to have the OC come out and interrupt because we got to get them on TV for this feud. And now and again, I was cool to see me again back. Um, but again, it's just one of those things where again, I was like to me, it was just lazy booking. It's just wasting television time. Um, you know, then you had the backstage statement with them. Otis and Elias really did nothing for me. Um, you know, Alexa and them again was that whole the whole segment with Alexa, them and, and damage control and Bianca. Um, I'm excited for the War Games match, but again, for me, after seeing Bailey lose to to Bianca twice already. Um, it's like, who's, you know, I don't really, who's the strong challenger in that, in that thing. So unless they're going to put like a Charlotte Flair in there with them again, I think the match concept is cool, but I'm just not really that excited about it, to be honest. And then again, I, I just feel like the buildup could have been different for that, all those women in general. Um, again, I, I, I like the Miz's tactics. I thought that was a cool, um, I thought that was a cool um, way for him to do. I like him kind of pretending like Dexter was underneath the ring. I, I liked him getting the win like that. Um, Nikki throwing the guard, the bell to the trash, whatever. Um, and Thank again, God. to me, yeah, that, that just was like, just like, really, we're going to do that to the belt. Just, you know, again, there's a way to retire the belt with some, with some prestige more than just throwing it, fake throwing it in the trash, even miss. Um, and then for me again, the whole thing. So you're, I don't know if they're trying to bury Ali for the U S open challenge. They're trying to bury him because, you know, he, uh, you know what he said to Braun, you know, retaliation, but I just thought, so you ruined Ali. You made Bobby, Bobby Lashley look like an idiot because 
you know, why would he just go and cash in on theory or on, on why, why would he just finish the job and, and take out Rollins and get the belt back? Um, and then for me, it was one of those things where, um, you know, why is he again to me? Like, I get they don't like theory, but you, you just cheapen the whole money in the bank concept with that whole cash in for me. Like, again, it, just, it goes to lazy booking to me. Like the one thought that came to mind for me with that whole what was the, was the whole thing about raw was, um, if you know, if you're going to, re- if you're going to fix the mistakes of Vince, then why not just come out and be like, Hey, you know, why not just have theory come out and challenge Roman Reigns to a match on raw in a week and say, I'm challenging you for the, for the WWE title. And, and then have, and then why not just have Roman come and say, you know what? You don't, you don't call the shots WWE having forfeit the title. And you have your world champion back on raw. You know, I feel like the one thing about raw, and again, I like the bloodline, but I feel like raw is just hurting because uh, to me, like, if, like, let's say, for example, you know, if you had the world title on there, you got Rollins and Lashley going after that. If you have the U.S. title free, you know, that would add so much more to the whole to the whole OC and um, and Judgment Day feud. If you had maybe the belt on Finn and him and Nature going back for then even if you had the tag titles on, you know, let's say on Dominic and and um, and um, I can't think of his name right now. Damian Priest, you know, the OC was going after that. If, if I feel like Raw's being hampered right now because it doesn't really have the championships that it should have to kind of furry storylines. So that's all I got for Raw right now. Why don't you talk about Raw, then we'll go into the NXT. Um, I like with Raw, the, the whole thing with Baron Corbin, um, I'm glad that he's back to Baron Corbin instead of being happy Corbin. Uh, that whole thing was getting on my nerves like really bad. Um, and I'm glad that Mia Yim is back because they took care of that Rhea problem, you know, that everybody was talking about. Um, and, you know, now that there is four on four now, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, the whole Nikki Cross thing, I'm still not really understanding. But I'm glad that she's back to her, maybe her whole, herself instead of the whole ASH gimmick. But she's like really crazy right now. Um and let's see, um, like the whole thing, like with Austin Theory cashing in for the the U.S. title, like it was just totally dumb. Like, has he taken too many super kicks to the head or something? <laughs> like, I mean, are there few screws loose or something? I mean, because like you said, he could have come up there and finished it off and got the belt back. Like, I just don't get that whole concept of that. And like, you know, Ali was trying to ch- uh, challenge and then Bobby Lashley come out there and this picked him up and threw him over and then that was the end of that. And, you know, they had the whole thing where it wasn't really a match. He just beat the hell out of Seth. And then, you know, here comes um, Theory down there. Like, he thought he was going to do something. And, no, that didn't happen. So, it's like, it just doesn't make any sense to me with that whole match right there. Um, and I'm glad that they're getting rid of the 27, uh, 24-7 championship because it was just dumb. Like, the whole time, that any time that I thought it was any fun was when R-Truth had it. And then the Miz and Johnny Gargano, um, when he went up under the ring pretending like um, Dexter Loomis was grabbing it so he could grab the turnbuckle or whatever the hell that he had, I thought was stupid. Like the whole, the whole thing, you know, the whole thing is like that I had a problem with this week. There were so many interferences, so many distractions and everything going on. Like, let there be some clean finishes. Let them, you know, let the matches go on and get clean wins. That's not what I had the problem with. It is just, just really got on my nerves this week. Um, but you know, pretty much overall, it, that was, you know, that, that was like, 
that's my opinion on Raw. So, like, if you want to go into NXT, you can start off. Sure. So, so let me ask you this question: What would you, if you were, if you were the booker for, let's say, for Raw, how would you, how would you handle the, how would you handle the money that they cash in? Like, what would you have done? Um, I would not have had him cash in, not on the U.S. title and not in the way that he did. It did not make any sense because it was an open challenge. Like, why cash in? Come out there and have the match and try to get the U.S. title back. Uh, don't cash in. That is just, it's dumb. Like, the cash in for the money in the bank, the money in, in the bank contract is supposed to be for, like, the world title, the, the undisputed championship or whatever like that. That's what I don't understand. He used it, basically, I'm not saying the U.S. title is not a good title, but it basically wasted his contract on the U.S. title for an open challenge. That is does not make any sense to me at all. Yeah, and that's for, for me. Like that's what I kind of felt too. Like you know, like if it, like for me, like I get that maybe like Vince booked him into a corner by putting all the belts on Roman and everything else, and then give it, then maybe he he feels theories too young to be Mister Money in the Bank. But then don't half-ass fix it. Fix it all the way. Like again, get the belt off Roman somehow, and you know, and then, and then get Raw back its championship. You know, that's and then even with the tag titles. Like for me, that was my thing. I think okay, like today in wrestling, it's okay to like. You know, let's let's make reality. Just come out and say USA Network wants their titles back. You know, and if and if the Usos and the Roman don't want to, you know, answer to to Raw, you know, then make them give the titles back and just handle it that way. You know, and I, again, so it's like if you're gonna do it, do it all the way, not this half-assed thing. And like I said, I feel like they've really been booked into a corner with having all the belts on the bloodline. And again, like I think if 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 Raw had its titles back, I think it would just help storylines that much better. You kind of you kind of see that point or no? Yeah, I do. I think the um, Raw needs the their belt, the, the the title, the championship, the world championship back, and they need their tag belts back. It does not make any sense to have the bloodline have all of the belts. That does not make any sense to me because what what belts really does Raw have? Like what the U.S. title and no, the Intercontinental title was on SmackDown, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. So really, what belts does Raw have? Exactly. They just have the U.S. title and the woman's title, and then that's and that's what I mean. So it's like the storylines there are stagnant and, and feeling like less important because they don't have the titles. And I think the bloodline would be fine just with the Universal and, and SmackDown tag titles, you know. So again, like just like you're saying, fix the mistakes of the past and give Raw back their titles. So it would just help. Like again, if if if, if the if the you know if, if the um, OC and the um, judges are feuding over those secondary titles, it would just make their storyline that much more exciting. That's what I think too, you know. Yeah, I do. I think so too. Thanks, cool. I like it. All right, so let's move. So, you have anything else for Raw? No, I have nothing else. <laughs> out of sight, out of mind, huh? So for <laughs> NXT, so for NXT in the opener, we had uh, Joe Gacy defeating Cameron Grimes. Um, then there was a barbershop segment where Carmelo Hayes said he's coming back for the North American title. And I guess he's going to have a title shop with Wesley, I believe, in a week and a two, I think from this time, about a week and a half, the next Tuesday. Um, Electra Lopez defeated Solo Ruka. Then um, Charlie Dempsey. So oh, you already said all the results. So for me, yeah. um, the, the biggest, the highlights for me was I, I, I like J.D. McDonough and Axiom. <laughs> and for again, like going back to um, what you said before, I, I, I again, I, I follow Triple H. I bring back the, I would bring back the, um, the cruiserweight championship and put it on JD McGonna. You know, yeah. I just, I think, like, I think right now with the talent they have, I think because again, 
if you're not going to ever make him the NXT champion, <laughs> then why not, have, why not have another belt for the lighter guys to feed over? And I think, and again, even, they can even have it on all three, all three brands, you know, I just think like the guys like him, I think it would, I, I just thought, man, bring the, why not bring the Cruiserweight title back and have them fight over that? So I thought him and Axiom did a good job. Um, with me, with, um, with Bob Wagner, like just after this match, just put him on the main roster and let him sink or swim. And if he doesn't swim, get him out of here. Cause I have no interest in hearing him talk. Like, again, I thought we give him mouthpiece for, for a reason. Um, I thought the whole segment with, um, with the, um, wet wall effect was just dragging. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but again, my, the highlight for me, again, I love Carter and chance defeating um, Nikita Lyons and Zoe Sarks. Um, for me, Carter and Chance, to me, they're like they're like the um, WWE version of the acclaimed, and they're they're not as over, but they're like that team that you kind of rooted for because I feel like they were always they were like the one tag team that um, WWE always had NXT. What they always kind of got left in the foreground for all these other teams to get makeshifted, and it's just finally nice to see them get in their glory and getting to show because they have really good they wrestle really good as a tag team, and I and I just and again I love seeing them get the big win, and I love seeing them get getting um showcasing the main event i thought that was really really good yeah i thought i really enjoyed that match with them that match was um really good um but of course i didn't like the end result you know with zoe starts turning on the key the lines but which i kind of felt it coming because um they, like i said i did they didn't really match as a tag team to me um i felt like they both would be better off as singles competitors um you know it, that was just my opinion though uh, yeah. I, how do you feel about that? You know, for me, like the thing I would like about WWE is the one thing that, again, if I, if, again, if I was the general manager or, or if I got, I would just like to see the girls stay together, you know, like, cause I, I think in life, you know, girls, you're right. Girls need their girlfriends. Right. You know, like, and I think like, it'd be okay to have women stick together and just and have their, their friend that they team up with, but that also it could be okay for them to go and be single stars too. I don't see like, especially with the women's division, this need to like break people up and have them fight with each other. I would love to see a time where it's like, you have a girl that has your back and sometimes you go after the world champ, you go after the main title. And sometimes you go after the tag titles. I just think if they did something like that, it would keep everything more refreshing. Just my, my point of my kind of thought about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think I think I do like Zoe Stark as a heel, though. But again, I just why not just keep them together, you know? Well, yeah, I just didn't feel like they meshed, to, and they, to, in my opinion. But you know that that that's just my opinion. But yeah, I can see where you're coming from too. Um, yeah. One thing that I didn't like um, is JD McDonough hurting Axiom like he did. Um, but I'm, of course he's the big time heel, you know, but that, cause that was a really good match. And then of course he had to screw it up cause he's an ass, but anyway, um, and then the whole thing with Joe Gacy and Cameron Grimes, Joe Gacy is just a creep. He just, <laughs> you, he creeps me out, man. Just looking at him and the way he acts and stuff just creeps me out. And then the whole thing with Charlie Dempsey and Andre Chase, like, why did Duke Hudson throw in the towel? You know, what was what was that about? And you know what? I'm waiting on uh, Duke Hudson to turn on Andre Chase. I have this feeling that that's coming. Oh, it's definitely coming. I think it just goes back to what we were saying before, like the theme of today's show, lazy booking, you know? So I think, yeah. it's, I think both those, I think all those things are just a way of like, you know, trying to protect somebody with the, with the loss. But to me, it's like NXT is development, you know? And to me, like, 
it's okay to let the guys take take the L's in, in XC, you know, because let and let them get let them come up later on, you know. Like I don't want like like you said, I don't want to see this shady like wins and losses in NXT. Like it's developmental. Let these guys get good wins and losses, you know. And yeah. like, just let it just let it play out instead of having to protect. You should have to protect somebody in developmental. It's developmental for a reason, you know. Yeah, I just like I said, it's just too many interferences <laughs> and too many. Um, distractions and all that stuff this week is what I felt like with everything. And I understand that um, again. I feel that a hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything else on NXT? Uh, no, I'm good. We can go ahead and move to SmackDown. Why don't you start okay. this time? Okay. Um, like the Usos versus the New Day, I thought that was a really good match right there. Um, I really like it just, I don't know, because they were battling for the number of days of how long the um, the championship they'd have because the Usos were fixing past uh, the New Day's uh, reign. Um, so, which I, we already knew that New Day wasn't going to win because uh, they, they want the belts on the bloodline. But I just really, I still thought it was a really good match. And the uh, six-pack challenge with the women, that was, it kind of surprised me with um, with Shotzi winning. But I guess she deserves her chance um, to, to be the number one contender. Um, I like I liked that match. But as far as the rest, I didn't really like. And then, like, the whole, what, the, the Zelina Vega and B-Fab supposed to be wrestling and the Viking Raiders with Sarah Logan come back and attack them? Okay. <laughs> what, was the, what was the purpose of that? I mean. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, that's and then the end was pretty good when um, Roman was out there and the brawling brutes came out, and then Seamus was back, and then you know all that. So that that the ending was pretty good to SmackDown. Right. So, um, so just so for me, like the thing about the the tag match, and as again for me, like so let's let's talk about let's talk about a little bit of AEW. So on, on AEW, you had a two out of three falls match, which, which didn't need to be a two out of three, out of three falls match. I think I, I would have loved to see the Usos and New Day be two out of three falls. Um, that was my that was my one thing about it. Like I would have loved to see them both win a fall for their legacy, <laughs> and then for it to come down to the end, you know, of who's going to get the third fall. Like I think if it would have been two out of three falls, it would have been even better. You know? Yeah, it was a, it was a great match, but I would have loved to see like New Day at least get one fall to like kind of protect their legacy before going down in in, in a loss. Um, and again, to me, like so, for me, like my thing again was like the whole lazy booking theme. Like again, it's like so they're just giving us a six pack challenge just to make us care that Shotzi got a chance. You know, it's like we've seen so many of them already. It just kind of lost its luster to me. And again, it's and again, I get it. It's like they're trying to they're trying to make it to where. Excuse me for a second. They're trying to make it to where, you know, Shotzi seems like a viable contender. It's like to me, I, I would have been happy to show some some more video package from NXT. I, I like the whole I love the whole stare down between LA Knight and Bray. But again, it's one of those things where it's like they're just throwing him into a match. To, they're gonna just throw a segment right or what what was the buildup? And then for me too, I like seeing Santos Escobar get a big win over um Shinsuke Nakamura. I thought that was good for his, his character development. Again, why bring why bring why bring gender back if you're gonna just have him lose to Braun Strowman that easily? That part kind of got to me. And the thing for me about um like you were saying about about them attacking beef. I'm like, who who is like who is um who is Tit Row? Like they haven't won anything yet, but like won a match over um 
you know, over maximum male models and like they're being attacked like they're the number one team on SmackDown. It doesn't make any sense to me. I get like they're probably like they're probably hurting for like face teams. But like, why not? Like, why not have the Viking Raiders just attack the Usos? You know, like I again, like I don't think Sarah Logan needs to be um, put into a program right away for a singles match. They got plenty of other single wrestlers that are utilizing right now. Like, <coughs> excuse me, I'm okay with these ladies just coming back and being managers for now. Then eventually get them in the ring. But I don't think they need to push them so far in the ring when they were, when we already have other established talent that could be doing that and getting that match, and especially. Um, when we already had we already had a six pack challenge match in, the, in there earlier, and again, it is what it is. I mean, it's like again, kind of this like lazy booking. They're gonna have to get the bloodline and the brawling Bruce and them into it. They had they, they had to get that um, war games match set up, but so they just kind of did it in an easy way, you know. But I'm excited to see who who the fifth member is gonna be on that. Do you think it's gonna be Kevin Owens? I would hope so. I mean, I'm really liking the way Kevin Owens is going with his whole thing anyway. So that would be a good match right there. Yeah, you know, and for me too, like again, because I know they kind of they could just have it there now, and like even even like have something happen to where you know it, it delays the whole Sammy turn because I know they want to keep it going longer. But again, for me, it has to be Owens. Yeah, I think that would really be a good pick right there, for sure. Um, and so again, that's all I got for that. You know, again, I'm I'm excited about the LA Wyatt Brian Wyatt possible match, but again, we kind of got there quick. We went from promos to a, to a match, but at the same time, I'm, I'm kind of I'm ready to see Bray fight. You know, and I am interested to see where his character is going to go because I wonder if they're going to have him be a heel and a face. Like you know, we'll have Bray Wyatt the face, and then have him as a heel and whatever persona he's going to be. So I am definitely interested in that for sure. Yeah, I am too, because like the LA Knight, but they're talking and then boom, there's Bray Wyatt, and you're like, okay, where is this going? And then they got a match, so I like, I just want to see what's going to happen with that. Yeah, and I'm, again, I'm excited for LA Knight to see, again, he, that guy is, he's, I, even when I used to see him in TNA, I was like, this dude can talk, you know, so I, I love seeing him get this, get this shine. Okay, you ready to go into Dynamite? Uh, sure, let's go. So, in the opening match, we had the Acclaim and FTR defeat the Ass Boys, as I call them, and Swerve in Our Glory. Um, we had a good opening. We had a good interview with MJF, just talking about you know his him coming after Mox. Um, we saw Ethan Ethan Page defeat Eddie Kingston in the opening round of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Um, we saw Wardlow defeat Davari in a squash match, which led to Wardlow calling out. Hobbs, which led to Samoa Joe turning on Wardlow. Rest in peace for Joe. <laughs> uh, we had Soraya and Britt Baker in a great in-ring segment, which led to them match being announced at full gear. So we're going to be getting Soraya versus Britt Baker. Uh, we had Jay Lethal defeat Trent after the usual shenanigans from Lethal's crew. Um, we got an in-ring statement with Mox and Regal talking about their history and just kind of, you know, preparing the match for, you know, MGF doesn't know who the devil, he's never seen the devil in his eyes before, but Mox has. Um, and in the main event, we had Brian Danson defeat Sammy Guevara in a two out of three falls match. And then over on Rampage, we had a face-to-face confrontation between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to make the steel cage match at full gear. We had Brian Cage defeat Dante Martin to advance in the WWE World Title Elimination Tournament. And we also had Bandito defeat, defeat Roosh to, to advance in the tournament. 
We had Nyla Rose defeat Kayla Sparks on a squash match. And in the main event, we had Orange Cassidy defeat Lee Johnson to retain the All-Atlantic Championship. So what did you think about AEW, Heather? Um, I thought AEW was okay. The first match with FTR and the claim versus the ass voices, that's what I call them, too. <laughs> Glory, that was a pretty good match right there. I, I like that match. Um, the Easton Page versus Eddie Kingston. Um, I, I was hoping Eddie Kingston would win, but you know, of course, Ethan Page won. Um, then you know, of course, he was going. Ethan Page was going to face the winner of Roosh versus Bandito. Uh, I'm sick of the squash matches with Wardlow, and they need to get rid of that freaking crap where they do him like Goldberg when he's coming out. Like I'm so over that. Like stop you know um and then i didn't like that smell joe turned on board loop. um and like the whole thing between um brit baker and soraya soraya sorry was really good like the way uh soraya talked about her history with everything her drug addiction and how she's put her body on the line for everything i thought that was a really good segment and then she said, you know, she said she was 100% clear to wrestle. And then Jamie Hayter versus Sky Blue, I, it, it was okay. Like, it, it felt like kind of a squash match to me. I mean, except for it went longer. Um, but it was it was a pretty good match, too. Um, but, like, Trent Beretta and versus Dray, Jay Lethal, that was another interference in a match right there. And and then I like the Brian Daniels, Danielson versus Sam Guevara, but like two out of three matches, it really didn't have to be that. Um, I'm really getting tired of them wrestling. Like, like I hope, hopefully that is over with. They're not going to wrestle anymore. And that's all I got for Dynamite. Did you have anything on Dynamite? Oh yeah. So um, so for me, like, so I I, I like I like the opening match. It was fun. Um, but one thing that I love was just seeing like two teams that are AEW originals, you know, like the acclaimed and the ass boys. Again, I think the ass boys have really come a long way. So I, I thought it was just really good to see them have a good match. Um, but again, for me, it's one of those things where like the one thing about with AEW right now is it's so convert, it's so colluded, colluded with just a lot of talent. It's like, so we're getting this great match with FTR and ass boys, but I don't think we're going to see them at full gear. We're probably going to see them at, um, you know, at the next death before dishonor, but it's just a lot of TV times being dedicated to things that don't really apply to the pay-per-view. Um, but then with you, I, I like, I, I got to give props and he'll be in my top 10, just a little, you know, a little spoiler was, um, Eddie Kingston. I just really thought, um, it was really cool for him to put Ethan page over in that kind of way, like letting him give the ego's edge off the, off the top rope. I just kind of thought not many talent would do that, you know? And I really thought that was really cool of Eddie Kingston to kind of, to kind of give that shine to Ethan page, who's somebody that I know fans, including myself, have really been wanting to see, get his, get his, get his opportunity in AEW. So I thought that was good. Um, to me again, like I didn't really, I didn't really need that word load, the Barry squash match in order to get, in order to get to the point where Joe turned on, turned on Warlow, they could have done that a different way. Again, I would have just wanted to just have them all three being a match, him, Hobbs and, and Joe just being a match at um, full gear. They'd have, they'd have, they'd have Joe, Joe turn on him there and have him cost him the title for Hobbs. Like to me, that would have made a lot more sense in booking wise than what they did on Wednesday. Um, and again, Sarah, Sarah and Britt Baker, 
I think it's a great segment, but again, I agree with a lot. A lot of people have been saying online, like I think I think Soraya needs to be a little careful because the fans really do love Brit a lot, and she needs to just watch it to make sure the fans don't turn on her. You know, with with you know Colin, you know, because that is Brit's house that she built. You know, I don't think they're ready to say it's Paige's. And again, I think fans know what Paige is giving to this business, but Brit's giving a lot too. So I feel like there's just like a be careful. You're walking a, a thin line there, Soraya. Um, I'm with you. Like, I didn't need that squash match. They could have easily had an interview segment with Sting and, you know, to set up that match. I didn't really need to see that match to have that match set up for full for full year. Um, and again, for the, with the AEW crowd, I think Tony needs to realize these guys just love a match thrown at them. You know, like the AEW fans, you could you could have just announced that match without, you know, you could have just announced Sting and, and uh and Darby against Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and fans would have just been happy with that. You didn't need to have that match in order to sell them to sell the pay-per-view match. Um I'm with you. Like I didn't really need Jimmy Hader and Sky Blue. The one thing I would like for AEW fans to kind of realize sometimes is, you know, is um if there's a really good in woman segment on a on a on a two-hour show, like that is just as good as a match, you know. And for me, like having that segment with Soraya and and um, Britt Baker, that is just as good as having a women's match on TV. So again, I didn't really need to have a women's match on TV that really did nothing to, to excel the, to the storyline. I would have rather had that that time go to the main event, which again, like you, you know, I'm like you, like I like Sammy and I like I like Brian, like the American Dragon. But for me, like I don't want to see a two out of three falls match with only 20 minutes of TV time to start off. So that took me out of the match already, and then, and then to me, like Sammy sh- should have been. If you're going to disqualify Sammy for using the chair, why wasn't he disqualified for using the the microphone? Like to me, the match should have been over in two minutes. So that kind of took me out of the match. But again, it was a great match. But it was just the psychology of it. Again, should have had more TV time. And again, if you're going to disqualify him for that, why don't you disqualify him for for the other thing as well? So that was my thoughts about AEW Dynamite. What do you think? Um, yeah, I'm done with what I had to say about (laughs) Yeah, all right, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, so let's move on to Rampage. So for Rampage, we had a face-to-face confrontation between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus to set up their steel cage match at full gear. Um, we had Brian Cage defeat Dante Martin. Oh, I already read that. So again, so, um, what did you think about that Rampage? You start off, sorry. (laughs) It was, it was okay. Um, like the whole Kristen Cage and Luchasaurus and face to face with Jungle Boy and everything just to set up the match. I was you know, we didn't need that. Um and then Brian Cage winning against who did he win against oh uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> like I, I you know that you it was obvious who was gonna win that match, um, Brian Cage because, you know, he's just more the machine is what they call him, you know. Uh the Roos yeah. versus Mandita match, I, I like that one. Um, and I was glad that um, Bandito, Carlos. Yeah, here you go. Okay, I, I was I was happy that Bandito won that one, and um, like the Nyla Rose Kettle Sparks match didn't need that. Um, and then, then I liked that Orange Cassidy retained against um, Lee Johnson. Cool. So, so for me, like, so when this when Rampage was originally announced, it was just announced as the three the the three. Um, final matches in the eliminator tournament. And again, I was just happy for that. So again, for me, it's one of those things where like, like again, going back to the whole lazy booking thing, like I would have been cool with rampage, not having a women's match. I've just seen those three first round matches, you know, for the um, eliminator title tournament, you know, 
excuse me, instead of Ricky Starks and um, and Lance Archer getting, you know, bumped to the next week, which I get, I don't get it. Like, if he's going to try to make Ricky Starks, you know, fight three matches in a week, that really doesn't matter because he's still getting space in between. I just didn't like that, you know. And again, um, like, I agree with you. That match didn't need to make sense. The, the booking didn't make sense either. Again, if I'm, if I'm, um, if I am Jade, I'm going to go after Serena, Marina, who has my title. Why is she going in the ring to attack Nyla? I'm going to go beat up. I'm going to go beat up Marina Shafir and get my title back. Like to me, that just didn't make any sense at all. And I was thinking, like they should just make it a ladder match. You know, like let them fight in a ladder match. That way, you know, the possession of the that way you address who gets possession of the title. You know, um, Brian Cage is he's he's for 30 minutes. We are from the same hometown area, so the five three zero. So I always root for that guy, and I'd like to see him getting his. Uh, getting to shine back and getting utilized in a good way. I think he's just, he's a unique talent and I really enjoyed his match with Dante Martin. I love this finisher that he used. Um, and again, giving some, you know, love to, you know, Lucha as again, Bandito with the great run over Rouge. I really enjoyed that. But again, for me, it's like the whole, the main event, I didn't really need it. Cause I'm like, what are we going to get? Are we going to get orange Cassidy versus, you know, um, what's his name? Um, who's the leader of the thing? Um, what's, what's God, I can't get it. I'm having a brain fart. <laughs> Marshall <laughs> versus Orange Cassidy at full gear. I mean, is what we're gonna get? Like, that's like, are they really gonna set up for that? Like, you know, like to me, it was like, okay, because they did like a little sturdy at the end. I'm like, do not please don't put that match on because fans will just shit all over that, even if it's on the free show. So, um, for me, it was just one of those things where again, like, I again, I love Orange Cassidy, but so much time has been has been dedicated to him on these last like few weeks and he doesn't even have a pay-per-view match yet, you know? And so it's kind of like one of those things where it's like, why are you dedicating so much time to somebody who doesn't even have a pay-per-view match yet? You know? And, and as far as that goes, I thought if you're going to do it, why not just do a fatal four way, you know, for the, for the AEW trios titles, have, you know, have the returning, uh, black, we you know the house of black with the elite versus, you know, um, the best friends versus, you know, um, what's the, the group with, um, uh, God, brain part time. <laughs> With talk in the in the luchadors, you know, uh, yeah, those teams all face off against each other in a, in a fatal forward. That'd be kind of cool, you know. Yeah, I think that would be. So too. again, that, that you know, that to me was just you know, it's like again, it's like I feel like yeah, things are being forced on us, and it's like again, if I'm going to see these guys on TV, like I want to know they're going to have a match in the pay per view, and I feel like maybe they should have just started the build up for full gear a couple of weeks earlier because I feel like a lot of stuff's being crammed down our throats last minute. Yeah, I do too. And that's kind of all. That's yeah, and that's that's kind of my thoughts for AEW. Slim Pickens this week, and that's why I hard, had a hard time coming up with my top 10 because it's just like the matches were just, there's not enough matches really. And like I said, a lot of interference, a lot of uh, distractions. And like that's why I had a hard time coming up with my top 10. So, you ready to go into the top 10? Yeah, let's do the top 10. Okay, you start first with your number 10. So for number 10, I got um, Eddie Kingston. Again, like I thought he did a really good job um, of putting over Ethan Page. So I have Eddie Kingston as my number 10. Okay, I have number 10 as Charlie Dempsey. Uh, and this week was just slam pickings for me. I couldn't come <laughs> up with anything. <laughs> so what's your number nine? So my number nine is the Ass Boys. Again, I just, just looking at them and how they've wrestled, they come a long way. Um, so I thought, again, they kudos for how long they, how good they come along as far as talent goes in AEW. 
Okay, my number nine is Johnny Gargano. I thought he did pretty good this week. Sounds good. Um, my number eight was Shotzi. Again, I thought Shotzi, again, earning earning the chance to, sh- to show what she could do and uh, getting the women's title match against um, Ronda again. So Shotzi is my number eight. Okay, my number eight is Axiom. Um, even though he got hurt, I thought it was a really good match. Sounds good. I like that pick. So for number seven, I had uh, Santos Escobar, again, getting a win over Shinsuke Nakamura, former King of the Ring winner, um, Intercontinental Champion, former NXT Champion, U.S. title holder, tag champ. I thought that was a good win for him. So number seven, I got Santos. Number seven, I went ahead and picked Jamie Hayter, even though it wasn't really a long match and it really kind of didn't really, we didn't really need it. But I went ahead and picked her because uh, she she's just a good wrestler. But I like that pick, and sometimes against, sometimes it goes. It's about potential, you know. And I like that pick. Oh, so number six, I had JD McDonough again. I just, again, I was interested to see what they were going to do with him coming out of the um, NXT title match. And I, just, I again, I just like the character setup for him coming off as a badass. So I had him as number six. I have uh, Bandito as number six. Sounds good. So at number five again is a five three zero on Brian Cage. Again, I just thought he had a good match, and I love his offense. And again, I like seeing him advance to the second round of the Eliminator title tournament. Uh, number five, I put Orange Cassidy. I'm telling you, slam pickings this week. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Oh, that's 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 one of the benefits of being a wrestling fan. Uh, number four for me was Soraya. Again, it's, it's not it's not about necessarily the match for me, but just the fact that she got her clearance to come back. And I just think it's gonna be cool to see her wrestle. And again, just seeing the emotion that came in her face. Um, when she uh, when she got got to announce that she got to wrestle again, I thought it was a really cool moment for wrestling fans. Okay, what number were we on? Number four. Number four, I put the acclaimed because I thought they really did and they did, did good in that match. Sounds good. So for my number three, it was Carter and Chance again. I thought they had a great week again, getting to see them uh, main event and them, you know, just just. Um, as a tag team, you know, I'm getting to see that just again, I love their their offense as a tag team together. So they're my number three this week. Okay, my number three, I put the new day. Uh, because like I said, I really enjoyed that match between them and the Usos. It was I just thought it was an all around good match. All right. And my number two for me, again, I can't I couldn't hear you. I lost I don't know what's going on with this. Um number two for me just his match over Eddie Kingston. And um and again, I just thought it was a good matchup for Ethan Page. So he's my number two. Uh, number two, I just went ahead and put FTR because I, like I, I just really enjoyed that match too. And who was your number two? I didn't hear you. I just got you got you back. FTR. Oh, okay, sounds good. All right, and I think we both probably have them to say number one. My number one was was the Usos again. Can't can't go wrong with them. Getting it. Congratulations to them uh, for getting the longest longest tag team title win. So again, number Usos were my number one this week. Uh, my number one was Brian Danielson. <laughs> No love for the Usos, dang. No, <laughs> I, I gave Roman Reigns love last week, so I can't do the last two weeks in a row. Oh my god, <laughs> dang, dang, man, Damn. <laughs> I love it. Get that Lucy no more, huh? <laughs> no, not not this week. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
Okay, um, we're going to do the ending segment um, where we thank Libsyn for hosting the podcast, Pixabee for the royalty-free music, uh, and everyone for tuning in. Uh, this week's uh, Good Pods uh, listeners ranked us at number five in top 100 for indie wrestling chart, number five in top 100 wrestling chart, and number eight in top 100 indie sports chart. Um, you can listen to us on iHeartRadio, um, Spotify, and either, any other place you can catch listen to podcasts. Uh, John's shout-outs for the week is Wrestling World, hosted by Austin Boyer. Chime In Podcast, Mr. Gentleman Lifestyle Lifestyle Podcast, 8750 Podcast, and Today We Laughed and Learned Podcast. Carlos, do you have any shout-outs? Um, yeah, let's shout-out the, the uh, fans of Pro Wrestling on Facebook, the, the, the page on this for this group. Um, of course, BC Hunter, Nightmare James, um, Wrestling with the Truth, The Whole Truth of Ted Billy Hill. Um, and give us give a shout out to Top Out Talk on YouTube with the gainer of our friend Brian the Hype Ballard. Um, and then of course the usual NWL machine Vader from Wish. Um, and then also we'd like to give a special shout out to Hooked on Wrestling. They're in the UK and they if you guys ever want to check them out, they actually do a um, a wrestling trivia game. It comes on the same time as us. Uh, but hey, sometimes you gotta share the love. It comes on at 12 o'clock um Pacific, three o'clock Eastern time on Facebook. And again, it's called Hooked on Wrestling Events, and it's a fun group that Sarah Execution 84 is introduced me to and they do like a lot of fun wrestling trivia so again if you ever want to check something different out check them out that's all i got okay you took all my shout outs <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah you shout out the same people that i was going to shout out because they're all wonderful people that all have great podcasts so make sure you check them out um, I want to give a shout out to Jess, okay, Jess, because she's always here listening to us and supporting Thank you, us. Jess. We appreciate you, Jess. Uh, yeah, she's always here supporting us. Um, and just shout out to everybody that supports us and listens to us every week. So, yeah, good. All the people on Good Pod, thank you for keeping the show us alive and let's keep it going. You know, that's awesome stuff. Congratulations. And um, Carlos, if you want to give your um, handle on uh, Twitter, we can do that. Yeah, my handle on Twitter is uh, C to the LOS 77. And then for my nonprofit, that is Conquer the No. Thank you for that. Oh, and mine is at Bama Girl underscore four underscore EVA, Bama Girl Forever, and Roll Tide Bitches. <laughs> and I guess yes. And I guess that is the it for today. And just thank y'all for tuning in. All right. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and stay blessed. Thank you for tuning in. Bye.